For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to step inside the Octagon with your host, Ike Feldman. What's up, everybody, is what everybody tends to say, whether it's Chris Stefano, Daniel Corey. Everybody says, what's up, everybody? Now, even Aaron Hawani saying I got to come up with a, a new intro line, but it is your boy, as always, Ike Feldman on the Iktagon. You're stepping inside the Iktagon. We're doing a big fight pay-per-view week podcast. I'm being joined by none other than Jason Burgos, editor contributor for Sports Not and the Slap Fight Championship. This guy is talented. He's one of the smoothest wordsmith that I've been associated with. I've had the privilege and the pleasure of talking to many people, uh, dipping and diving and uh, ducking and wrench throwing, like with, with many broadcasters. Jason is talented and he speaks my language combat sports, mixed martial arts. Mr. Jason Burgos at Jason Burgos MMA on Twitter. What's up, brother? Thank you for joining me late on a Friday night. I mean, I'm happy to be here. I mean, two things. One, Ariel Hawani having critiques for anybody. I mean, what does he know? I mean, big deal, big whoop. And then me, I'm a little worried. If I'm the best wordsmith you've had on these shows, I'm a little worried that the, the standard was low and I would just hurdle the weak standard, but I'll take it. I'm, I'm always up for compliments. I feel like your ass isn't like, screwed tight i feel like you're a loose guy i feel like yeah, it's it, loose back there it's you're loose. not sitting on like two kids you're 40 year old, uh, 40 years old and <laughs> in, in a studio apartment you're trying to get out of it you want to prove to your parents like that's what i feel where most the mma media was pre conor mcgregor like starving for like chicken how the hell are they going to put food on i feel like conor mcgregor is kind of raised all the time for all the ships and now look at Luke Thomas on CBS. Arahuani had his run on ESPN. The sport is rising. And with that, I get to meet and uh, mingle with people like Jason Burgos. Man, yeah, you are talented. You are a smooth guy. You're, of course, a New York guy. And you, uh, I don't know, I, I feel like you represent the the community that is the the mixed martial arts community. That just the, the fan in you and, on top of being an excellent broadcaster. And I think you nailed it. The New York thing. There's just not enough of us. We need to stick yes, together. We're and, not and, from and, Canada. We're not from no, Washington. No. What is this? And then also, you know, you are a WFN guy. I grew up on WFN. There's a standard. We know the standard. This is the media capital people. We know the standard. We bring the A game. It's as simple as that. That's why it's so good. And to pat myself on the back, I'm a like a chemistry nerd like when it comes to co-host <laughs> like you see mike and the mad dog they are mm -hmm. the 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 mount rushmore of co-hosting because yeah there was friction but they made so much yeah. money they made yes. the the ratings huge if you listen on the early days of michael k uh don lagrecker peter rosenberg they, the rosenberg thing was just it grinded their gears eventually he yeah. beat them down 
uh, probably with the canes that Don walks into the studio <laughs> with. And he won them over because he was literally this hot 97 kid. He's got the beautiful wife, the SMY girl. And then uh, he won them over. They're cooler. They're hipper now. Like hearing Craig Carton, Evan Roberts could kind of it's like big brother, little brother. Yep. Boomer and Carton was amazing. Boomer and Geo is excellent. But Mike and the Mad Dog, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. Oh, my goodness. Awful. Awful. Where's Skip Bayless? I, I don't know if you've heard uh, Chris Russo jumping on with Stephen A. Smith on first take. I liked it. He gave him some clashes. It That's, was good. Stephen respect. A. looked a little worried for one. <laughs> Great. Exactly. He looked a little worried because uh, Mad Dog talking back encyclopedia. Yeah. Yep. And he was just he was just because so many people go on there like legitimate players who have played at the highest level still kowtow to this guy they're scared to get loud with him this guy russo was like i'm a guest here i don't care if they let me go i don't care i'm still gonna be loud and it was fantastic steven a didn't know what to do with himself mad dog russo yeah <laughs> and he's like steven a steven a steven a doing all his idiosyncrasies oh my gosh it was fantastic so i'm all about that parent man and uh what i'm really trying to say is i think we have a great chemistry and i really appreciate your time I agree, bro. I appreciate you having me. I enjoyed the hell out of it the last time. Stall game is pound for pound. And from then on, I have nothing but appreciation and respect for you. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Again, folks, at Jason Burgos MMA. Thank you, Jason. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, wow, wow, this is short. But, you know, I'm wrong with that. I talk 80% <laughs> of the time. So what's going on, man? UFC 272, the first non-title main event uh would did poirier mcgregor yeah i guess that would 264 i think it's all mcgregor fights 257 uh yeah. 246 against cowboy the the diaz uh rivalry i think it's just a mcgregor thing this this breaks the tie that it's somebody else and masvidal equal equals box office to quote Stephen a Smith. well this is the second one he did it i went and i was there him and nate diaz at the garden i was lucky enough to actually be there. that's another one I didn't gloss over that uh, mistakenly. Oh, oh, okay. The BMF title. Yes, there you go. Come on, they created one. I mean, for this one, what would they be? Like Trump's favorite fighter title? (laughs) (laughs) What would it be? TFT, Trump's? The huge title. The huge. That would be good. Just a big Y on it. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Amazing, amazing. All right. No, no, we're not getting there. We're not getting there. But <laughs> yeah, man, non-title fight five round. People are. What's your takeaway? I feel like people aren't understanding going into this type of fight week, this type of fight, like uh, what to expect. What's your biggest takeaway? Your preview? We'll get into the nitty gritty, but the fight has happened. We're here. What's going on? I think I'll give Masvidal credit in that he's made this fight seem like it's a, it's a competitive fight. And I'm not going to, I'm not saying that like Colby's going to just dominate him, but there, there's a reason Colby's a minus 320 favorite. That's a f- effing big favorite. I mean, you could be like a 160 fair and that's a decent number. That's saying that's like Vegas saying like they expect him to win and easily. So, but with, with Masvidal's kind of like confidence and hype and everything he's saying, he got a big fat new contract. He just seems like the superstar. So it, I think it's put an air on this. This is going to be a fun competitive fight. And I hope it is. I'm hoping it's just not 
sort of like the first Usman fight with Masvidal. He's just taken down. He's just wrestled to death and the people are going to be disappointed. I hope it's all out war. It would be disappointing if friends turned enemies are not all out war. And I think they've done a good job of building it to make you feel it should be a battle. It reminds me, it feels like modern day Chuck versus Tito, former yeah. teammates. Yeah. And then essentially you got the wrestler versus the striker. If you remember uh, Tito Ortiz wore the Dana is my bitch shirt uh, on the yeah. weigh-in day. Uh, yeah. uh, Dana White loved Chuck. He was promoting Chuck and uh, funding Chuck before, uh, prior to joining the UFC. Man, it, it feels the same, but this is bad freaking blood. It got dark. It got ugly. The press conference. A lot of people were like, I don't know, disturbed by it or it seemed cringy. I go, what did you expect? Did you expect for them to juggle and like balloons to come out? Like this is real hate. Like they're allowed to hate each other. I do not think there will be a hug at the end of this fight. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and like you, you nailed it with the press. I mean, honestly, I don't even watch the presses anymore. I stopped watching them before they got real crazy like they are now because there's nothing that really newsworthy that comes out it's just insanity it's just nonsense and like like i was i was lucky to be at the 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 colby usman rematch at the garden and i went to the press and i recorded i did it for mixed martial arts oops sorry and then like you know it, it was just nonsense it was just people yelling people talking over each other the crowd yelling the crowd just being crazy and now you have these weird personalities like prepto bismol suit guy and asking weird questions and all kinds <laughs> of nonsense like like I, I, jason cohen it, so he has a name okay good radio thing. guy these radio guys really oh my god yeah but they, like he's like it, it, i there's this like things that it gets worse like chael opened the door for like connor and connor's opened the door for the trash talk of colby it's like there's schmo opened the door for characters and now you get all kinds of characters that are coming in he's actually talented they're not <laughs> we're seeing the non-talent do something and it's not good the smoke the schmo Followed me and unfollowed me. That will be the really uh, the accidental. Story. Wow. No, 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 no. There's a story behind. It. Let me see. Oh. Uh, I will make a note to tell you. Wow, Every time divulge. we talk, I will leave you divulge with, with a uh, a story in my. Uh, I don't know. It could have been. You could say better days or worse days. I don't know. It depends what side you're coming on. But fair enough. <laughs> did you grow up with a, a, a big family? I had uh, three. Uh, three brothers, including me, two older brothers, and my mom, and and we didn't have like a you know we had relatives, but they were like living on Long Island or they lived in like different states and stuff like that. So it was kind of just mainly our unit. Three of, brothers, uh, yeah, well, two older brothers, three altogether, right. including me. So you're but, like uh, the 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 Burgoses of the the Joneses of the Bronx, I guess. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> the Minus the Super Bowls, steroids, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I'll take that. What is <laughs> the Super Bowls and uh, all the allegations? Even uh, yeah, Chandler got into. I think he was smoking synthetic. It's like, dude, your brother's probably a better drug dealer than anybody out in Arizona. But my point is, I grew up. Uh, I'm one of six. Wow. Two brothers, three sisters. The the Brady bunch, uh, if you would. Ah, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of thrive. I, I was born in it. I could thrive in the <laughs> chaos, man. Like working in a, a radio station, like it, it's not for everybody. You got to listen to a host. You have a, a one headphone in. You got to listen to the producer. You got to listen to the caller, line up wow. commercials. You're also listening to a TV feed in the background of quick pitch playing overnight 70 times. Uh, Shout out to the MLB network. But my point <laughs> is, it's like I do get something out of these chaotic pressers. Like I, I do like to see if anybody gets under the other person's skin, especially now being 
a part of the the better the capper side of things like you want to see did anybody give anything away and uh i'm gonna play the the highlight reel for you just, just take a listen now this is less dark less disturbing the ufc has beeped it out it's about 90 seconds and feel free to speak over this money that's only different Bro, this is just the Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, me slapping this dude around. Yeah, he has to copy me. Countless, ah, countless he can't even make up his own It is like children. Teenagers. Don't copy me. <laughs> I told Dan I'd fight him for free. He's a bum. Why is there no king of Miami I love this belt media for guy. this particular fight? That's a Kobe henchman right there. Why would it be? <laughs> you want to know why there's no king of Miami belt? Because this trains in Broward County. He lives in Coconut Creek. I <laughs> train in Hialeah, Florida. I live in Hialeah. I'm in oh, Dade County. I run this City, I'm the king of Miami. You're talking about his herpes. He's from Oregon. Can he be the king of Miami? It's weird. <laughs> the only fake thing here is you, his skin Phony Montana. Says we're not the... <laughs> no. That was a good line. Phony Montana is a good line. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, you go get your jewelry from the middle of the mall. You don't get no pay-per-views. You're dumb and ignorant and broke. Well, if anybody doesn't think that one of these two might do something today, you're out of your and during all these like uh up here. these insults and, uh, being thrown back you know, and forth, Dana's like cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Keep it going, keep it going. I'm curious on how well it does. Because it's not a super stack card for a pay-per-view. Oh, that's about it. But uh yeah, man. It now that I uh, watched it with you again, it was uh and especially I, I talked about just recorded yesterday. I said Colby is living out his teenager dream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's yeah. got money, he's on boats. Yeah. He's wearing a white suit. He was wearing like a cotton candy suit at 268. Mm -hmm. Uh he's freaking has porn stars to the left and right of him. Instagram. Uh it's like, man, he really is like a 16-year-old. And I don't know. It pisses me off when Rogan or Shab say, You're like, no, 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 Kobe's a great guy in private. He's not really like this. He's allowed to be both. He's allowed yeah. to be a nice guy because he respects you, but it's also, you're not his opponent. Yeah. I mean, I, I had the luck when, before I even like, you know, early in my MMA stuff, I did a, a podcast with the, the strength coach at America Top Team. So I got to interview Colby like a few fights before the Brazil thing. He was super nice. Like he gave me his number. He was a super nice guy, but he tapped into what would make him money. And Next being, now you won't. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like he, Figured this is this is what worked for him. This is what's making him money. This is what's making him a lot of money. I mean, in a sport where the the boss pretty much tells you, "Hey, make yourself a star," because we're gonna maybe not put that much effort into you. So, I mean, it's it's not in everyone's taste, but you know, he he like you said, he can be a nice guy and kind of has to play a character so he can make money. And there's a lot of people out there playing characters that can make a lot of money. Again, we're being joined by at Jason Burgos MMA. Speaking of the money you mentioned, I haven't even looked at this line because I feel like sometimes it can shift my prediction. Uh, you said 325 in favor 320 of 320 for Colby and, and Jorge's 250 right now, plus 250. Oh, man. Throw it out of the window. I don't know if people pay attention uh, this much to uh, fight weeks as me. This is the best shape of Jorge Masvidal's career that he's coming in. Uh, I know we saw him against Usman 251. He took that on six uh, days notice. Uh, the, the rumors that he didn't eat that pizza in Italy. Uh, <laughs> he looked better at uh, UFC 261 in, in Jacksonville, I believe. But, dude, he is shredded. And, of course, I know that the mindset and being focused on the night of, you just have to be focused for 30 minutes. It doesn't matter before or the eight weeks, 12 weeks training camp. 
Like you could be out of shape and you screw up. Like if he missed that knee against Askren, it would have been a long night. Yeah. He looks like he's motivated. Yeah, he's getting paid like a superstar, as you mentioned before. Throw the money line out of the the, the window. It, this is on tape, man. I promise you, I, I this is going five at least, at least. Colby wow. is not submitting him. Jorge will not let that happen. I said the same thing about the Tyron Woodley thing. If you cannot get up to face Colby Covington, your quote-unquote bitter rival, as they're selling it, then get out of the sport. And he should. Tyron Woodley is on his literally last toe of the sport. The same thing goes with Jorge Masvidal. You got paid. You're the superstar. Cover of video games. King of Coconut Creek, whatever you want to call it. King of Applebee's. If he cannot get up for this fight tomorrow night, get out of the sport. And it's true. I mean, and, and knowing him and, and knowing how long of a journey he took just to get to this point to finally make this money, he, he's got a ton of pride. And, and then even before he became a name to people, the people that really watch the sport, this guy was always the hard out for everybody. Like when Gilbert Melendez was like a top lightweight in strike force, this guy had trouble with him when people didn't really realize how good he was. So this fight, like just based on his personality, like I'm sure he is thinking I could not live with myself if I lost to this dude. He's that kind of person. There's people that they don't want to lose, but they're kind of okay with it because they're okay in life and they're, they're making money and it's not the end of the world. This is a guy that is a very prideful guy, grew up in the streets, was a street fighter. Like he can't live with himself if he loses to him. And that's why he's in phenomenal shape. And, and, and that's why I don't think there'll be a lack of, of him not performing to the level in this fight. I just think it's, if he loses, it's just because it's a matchup that isn't great for him and it's a wrestler. And that's always kind of been one of his issues throughout his career. This is real. Does that piss you off that Dana White has to clarify that this is real heat? It's, it's, it's annoying, but it's their fault because they've, you know, developed a sport where everything is manufactured hate. So it, it, you never really know. And, and then, I mean, look, shit, Colby and Kamara shook hands after that rematch. And if anybody thought those are just that Kamara, you got CNN in the back, <laughs> different tab going on. What the hell's going on, Jason? Oh, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Kamara audience leave. <laughs> I know we're going to, we're, we're going to fail in Nigeria. Now we're done in Nigeria. I'm sorry. We lost the Nigerian market. Uh, but we, you know, those two made up and it seemed like it was fine. So if they, that was a lot of show. Yeah. I'm sure there's some people that ah, they, they were friends. It's probably, they're just trying to get a big payday. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's his fault that people. He Are you not clarify. seeing the tea leaves here, man? He brought up the, like he slept on his couch. They were, yeah. they were traveling to Singapore together to do this. He brought up his, his wife, Marissa, I didn't know his wife's name before the press conference. <laughs> He's talking that you're a scumbag, a low life of a father. You've dipped on them. That sounds pretty, pretty personal. And it's like yep. Jorge didn't get the switch on uh, turned on. Then it seems like he already turned it on because, again, he's coming in with great shape. I think a fire is freaking lit. Yeah, no, I, I agree. If if he won, even though he's a big underdog, I wouldn't be surprised. Like he's that he's this is a world class. That's why this is such a good fight because it's not two guys that have a beef. These are two guys that have a beef that are two of the very best welterweights on the planet and guys that are like pound for pound level of talents. And Jorge Maswell is very good. Like if he won, I would not be surprised. Um, so it, yeah, it, it just it, that that's why they were able to put this as a main event non-title with a card that's okay because 
that's how good the talent is between those two. And that's how good the story is between those two. It sells a pay-per-view on its own. Do you want to make a bet? You, I feel like you're, I still, I can't, I don't know. You're hard to win over it. You're, you are the Stephen A. Smith of the MMA space <laughs> without the, the, the bells and whistles essentially. But do you think they're going to embrace at the end? Like what, what's your prediction of the end? Not the result, but what happens at the end? Smoke settles or dust settles. Hmm. I swear uh, I'm sober. You know, it's, it's funny because it's always often based off of a personality because there are some sore losers. Like the Diaz brothers are terrible losers. You know, Vin McGregor to uh, McGregor Diaz to UFC 202. A lot of twos. There was still respect and a hug. Yeah. And they did that kind of like, cause Nate thought he won awkward <laughs> cousin hug. Like he hugged them, but he looked away from him. Like there yeah. was that. Because Nate thought he won. So if he thought he won, he's like, oh, you know, it's all cool. I think he was he knows, big brother in him. Yeah, he had to, he, he, he won. It was a close fight. So he had reason to think he could have won. And, you know, he, he had a decent attitude. But, you know, Colby has been cool in losses. I think they're both professionals. They were both friends. I would not be shocked, especially if we went five and they really went after each other. If it's like a quick knockout. Yeah, they're gonna. It's. I don't think it's gonna be any love. But if it goes five rounds, like you say, I. I think they'll be. Uh, I think they'll give each other pound at the end. If it goes five, and we're forty nine, forty six, maybe forty eight, forty seven. Are we doing immediate rematch? Because the division, it's kind of like. Ah, I could see the UFC trying to to phone Gilbert Burns in the middle. And literally, the last time we talked, we talk about Hamzad and Gilbert Burns. I could see the UFC phoning Gilbert Burns at like two or three in the morning to disrupt his sleep, doing anything they can to get Hamzad to leapfrog him to get him in that title fight because it seems like that's next. You got the Leon fight that could be three months from now. Then you get the Hamzad fight. This seems like there's about a nine to twelve month window before Jorge or Colby will get back in there unless there is like a first round finish, which I think there's no shot of too much emotion means it's going to be tense. It's going to be that Anderson silver Vitor Belfort. I think it's UFC 126 where it's just, they're just looking at each other. There's a big bang theory gift where they're wrestling (laughs) two wrestling guys and they, nobody does anything. That's Mm -hmm. what I think the first, first round, first six minutes until somebody does something like Cody TJ. Remember that, how tense it was, and then Cody landed right at the end. Yeah, UFC yeah. 217, right at the end. It was like, he said, fuck it. I heard the, the clap, the 10-second clap. I'm going to go for it. I feel like it's going to be very tense, very tense. My point is I think it reaches a decision. I think the division is kind of held up with those fights. Hamzat, man. I, I think he's going to jump in there. I think you made a great point about a rematch. The rematch would make sense, especially if the pay-per-view sells a decent amount because both guys are so far out of a title fight like both of them how crazy is that you got a main event of a pay-per-view that are two dudes that lost twice to the champion that have no chance of a title shot in, in 2022 like best case scenario they win two three times in this year and then maybe in 2023 which they probably neither of them are guys who fight three times a year so i mean it makes a lot of sense if this sells pay-per-views why not? If if it's a good fight too, why not just do a rematch? And if you know you just you can just make money off each other while you're not getting title fights, it just makes too much sense for the both of them. That said, because I would agree with you, Hamza getting pushed to the title fight. If this guy Usman wasn't like 
still a ways away and Leon it's already kind of been talked about that it's going to be Leon and stuff like that and for all that I still think Hamza does need to be one more top level kind of guy and and Gilbert's a perfect kind of guy if he could be him he I think he could deserve the title fight not even another fight needed 100% is that for the uh, April 9th or the May 7th card that's so that's probably 273 so I think that's yeah April 9th all right all right have you seen uh, Hamza training with uh, Darren Till yeah, I like the, the I like those videos, and I did a story about it last week how Darren's still talking fat. about. Yeah, <laughs> yep. But I mean, it's crazy. Did you see the stuff that Darren Till said about him? Like he straight up was just like, "I want to go train with this dude because like this guy has an aura." Darren Till, who's fought for a title, main evented several UFC cards, is talking about this kid got an aura. Like that's crazy for like someone that's established as Darren Till. The stuff I, I love that a lot of people slept on. That I did a story on too is like just seeing him grapple with uh, Yaroslav Amosov in in, in uh, the gym in Thailand, the Tiger Muay Thai. Like that, that's crazy. Like the this possible future UFC World Tour champion grappling and, and going at it with with the current Bellator World Tour champion. They're both good grapplers. Like that video to me, it just as a fan, it's, it's just sick. But yeah, it's it, Hamza's it's unbelievable. Like that that's he's a special talent. He he's like McGregor without honestly the bad qualities. Wow. Yeah, and without the uh, English being the first language, which is amazing. <laughs> it just shows you. It's like you don't have to be. It's funny. I saw the, the Contender Series guys. Again, we're being joined by at Jason Burgos MMA, editor, contributor for Sports Not, and part of the broadcast team for Slap Fight Championship. WFN was talking about the Slap Fight Championship, and I don't know if you saw the uh, Geo Greg Giannotti got slapped by one of the uh, digital producers. They were trying to emulate a slap fight championship. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, but that's the crazy thing. Like there's actually two slap fight shows. I, I, I unfortunately am not going to be on the slap fight championship show, but there's also another company that's on with the Logan Paul thing. Like they're doing, they were punched down. Now they're trying to call themselves slap, slap fighting. And like this, this crazy thing going on in the slap world right now, but big things. You're losing jobs quicker than Skip Bayless. What are we yeah. doing here? Just, no. No, yeah. <laughs> just, kidding. just too busy these days, bro. Too busy. What's <laughs> wrong with busy? Busy is better than bored. Uh, exactly. What, what do you do in your downtime real quick? Are you a movie guy? Are you a binge series guy? Are you a video games guy? <sighs> I used to be a video game guy, but it just... <laughs> I used to be a ridiculous kind of competitive guy. So I was the type of dude that would be playing like UFC, you know, three or two for like three hours and like breaking a controller, just getting pissed at losing. And, you know, like, and then you get to a point in your life. Okay. Many okay. controllers over there. <laughs> there you go. And then you get to a certain point when you get older in life, you're like, this is just, I need the mental health aspect of myself fixed. So I can't. <laughs> be doing this plus my fiance is like what the hell's wrong with you you broke another controller you know you, you don't want to hear that shit too so i'm more of a movie guy i i used to be huge movies but now i'm like because of her i've, I've started watching like terrible reality tv like 90 oh, day fiance no. yeah blind love that shit is entertaining as all because you know what 90 day fiance makes me feel better about me <laughs> oh my it gosh. makes me look at my relationship and say, damn we have a great relationship look my at wife people. is european my mother is paranoid like she smokes a freaking pack of weed cigarettes a day. She watches that show nonstop. Believe me, during our first years of dating, my mother was like, and I was like, mom, what the heck? Do you see these guys? I go, what, what is that? You telling me that? Like, what are you trying to say? It's like, oh, man, those that's how I got introduced. I go, let me see this shit. And it's like, it's those women are, first of all, 
<laughs> I freaking candy. And then they're with the geek squad. It's like, that's why it's so good. Cause you're like, this guy can't what this guy, re-? like, you know, it's doomed. Like, you know, it's going to fail, but like watching <laughs> the chaos as it slowly descends into failure. It's just, it's just why like, you know, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a Seinfeld curb your enthusiasm. Like I like seeing people suffer <laughs> and I'm a bit of an asshole. So that's part of it too. So that it, it fits all the needs I, I like, but just bad things happening. Curb your enthusiasm, man. Very underrated. As oh, successful crazy. as it is, it needs to get like the Chappelle show status because it really yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. They still be, like, I don't get the people. I have friends that like Seinfeld, but don't like that show. Like that show is Seinfeld, just angrier. How can you not like it? I agree. I agree. And just how they wrap everything together at the end of the episode, like yeah. that happened 15 minutes ago, comes back to bite him in the ass. Like, yep. It's great and, stuff. And just Larry, like the- Larry. <laughs> and just how they it, they just make these just like Seinfeld did these terms or ideas that become like pop culture stuff or you use it in your regular life like I've never heard of foisting and then Larry David talked about it in an episode like one of the last season or like oh sh- what was the one where he he had a terminology for making a business out of just hate like just like just to, to screw <laughs> someone like it was like great uh, I, I, genius Larry David's a genius I'll say it Oh my goodness. Again, we're being joined by at Jason Burgos, editor contributor for sports, not absolutely talented MMA broadcaster. I'm sure if he did any sport, he'd be talented, but his heart and soul is into the sport. We're happy. We got him on our team. Last thing for UFC 272. What's your, uh, to steal the line from, cause Hawani wants credit for it because he's the first one to say this. What's your people's main event of UFC 272? Um, there's a few like solid, like this fights that I'm interested in. Like Dosayas Moicano is a cool fight. That's a solid fight. Bryce Mitchell, Edson Barboza is a cool fight. Although you just feel like, you know, Mitchell's going to get him down and take him down and stuff like that. Wow. That easy. What are yeah, you basing this off of? Just, I mean, it just Barboza's never been a great cardio guy, you know? So especially cutting weight, I just... Could he beat Mitchell? Yeah, but like he's getting older. I still don't love him at featherweight. He can be a cardio. He can be wrestled a little bit. Never had great cardio. Those are all things that go towards Bryce's kind of strengths. So, but it's still a great test for him. I like that fight. The, the fight I'm kind of interested in, in a weird way is actually Marina Rodriguez's fight because like she's right there to get a away title fight. Like she's kind of one of those really good, talented fighters that probably doesn't get enough credit because she doesn't get McKenzie right. Yeah, 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 yeah. She she actually beat Mackenzie. And, and, you know, if she spoke more or if people cared, like she would be right there for a title fight. The fact that she's got to take another fight before and it's kind of crazy. She doesn't get knockouts. That's the thing. A lot of her fights kind of will often go to finishes. And that's the the beef. Like you get knockouts, you get become a bigger star. And so I'm kind of, I like her. I like her skill set. I like she, you know, she's a good fight. Another one that I'm kind of interested in is like, Kelleher versus Umar Nurmagomedov. You know, Kelleher is a crafty, good veteran. You know, he's 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 tough on the ground, skilled. You know, let's see if the Dagestan wrestling can work. Good, good, crafty veteran can. You know, he's fun. And even Tim Elliott versus Tagir. You know, Ula Ulan Bekov. Like that's a cool fight. Another good wrestler. But Tim Elliott's an effing wild man. Like the, there's a lot of cool like test yourselves fight is this guy for real we'll beat edson barboza we'll beat tim elliott be brian kelleher there's a lot of proving ground fights on this card i dig that that that's pretty cool yeah i'm with the kelleher thing it's another long island versus uh dagestan we obviously yep. ufc 223 had uh 
Yaquinta, because that is how you pronounce the name. So start spreading the news and telling your really? friends. Al Yaquinta is how you pronounce it. He said that Khabib is the only person who's ever pronounced it correctly publicly, <laughs> which is wild. Well, my point is UFC 223, Long Island versus Russia. You had the PFL, uh, the most recent uh, PFL, where it was Chris Wade, Long Island uh, native, yeah, yeah. trainer of yeah. LI, uh, trains out of LI MMA, facing, uh, oh my gosh, was it Moged Bovalov? Oh, Movlead, uh, yeah, 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 I know you're talking. Movlead, Movlead something. <laughs> I consider Long Islanders the, the strong Islanders. Habalaya, Movlead Habalaya. I think that's what it is. It Maybe. Be in there. <laughs> it's always a B, but or yeah, man, C. this is another Dagestani versus uh, uh, Long Island. I, I think three rounds is a big opportunity for Kelleher to just try to catch that guillotine, that signature yep. guillotine, because if uh, Nur- Nurmagomedov, it's like I've never pronounced the name of my uh, life. <laughs> is he related to anybody? Yeah, he is cousins with uh, Habib. But yeah, Umar is, but the said isn't, and a lot of people think said is. That's said, said freaking nasty. Khabib's like, no, yeah, he's related now. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take him, dude. He blew out Cody Stammen. Cody Stammen was. Somebody who uh, UFC two twenty eight that Aljamain Sterling fight whoever won That's that a good fight fighter Cody's a good fighter and then I uh, can't I, believe we didn't talk about Islam this is a bunch of bullshit going on Islam oh you don't do us a favor like uh, nonsense okay let's get to the bullshit I was trying to get away from the darkness you brought me back in what do you want <laughs> we got to be like Bane we got to live in the dark we're yes, born sir. in the dark so can you set the scene for this again. I really respect your chemistry. Take it away. It, it, it's like, I, like I get it. Like that's the thing. A lot of people would just go into rage. Oh, there's nonsense. Like I can get things from certain perspectives and certain business side of both sides. But this dude took a fight on short notice against Bobby Green. Bobby Green's a tough opponent. I, I knew he was going to dominate him, but that's a tough fight to take on short notice. He went in there and smashed this guy. Oh, excuse me, the right way, he smashed him. That's how you guys say it in, in, in the, the accent, smashed. He Smash. smashed this guy. <laughs> and then and then he just throws it out there. Hey, I'll fight RDA. You know, fuck it. You know, I'll go fight him. The fight didn't come together. It thought it was. It didn't come together. And yet he owed the UFC nothing. He took the fight. He still has, what, a 10 wins in a row. No one is clearly better. I love Vadil Dariush, but, hey, he had a bad luck of getting injury. How? Because he didn't do the UFC a favor. Oh, you didn't do us a favor when we wanted the favor done, even though we, you know, you kind of did us a favor by not pulling out of a main event and leaving us hang when the main event took a fight on, like, six days' notice you know you have to now go prove yourself again and get when 11 to get a title shot that's insane like john that's like john fitch level bs like john fitch had to go through that same shit to go fight gsp and great this comparison than john great fitch. comparison what else do john fitch and islam Mahachev? is it Mahachev or Makachev? i say Makachev, but i'm probably it's probably Mahachev. <laughs> it's probably like that and what else does finch and islam have Finch, Fitch have in common with Islam. Come on, what else? Fantastic besides, wrestling. Okay, besides the style, the the win streak was what else? They're not entertaining. Yes, <laughs> yes, I'm with Dana on this man. He's given Islam a chance to like assert himself that I am not Khabib. I am <laughs> I am my own man. Like he's given him a chance on a pay per view show. It would have been a co-main, right? It would have been the co-main. 
but that's a tough thing. Like, like I can't blame him. Like, like we don't know. Let's say that he, the fight didn't come together. Cause he's like, look, if I'm going to take this tough fight on short notice, a very good former champion, pay me. Like, don't give me like what I'm making now. Pay me good money. If they were balking and didn't want to pay him, even I can't hate the Bobby Green fat, uh, fight. I think it's even. I don't think really it's Bobby Green much. as good as RDA. Interesting. RDA's been out for 16 months. He's been through wars, man. I agree, but it's just like he's still like even at this age, he's still a higher level. He's a he's a more dangerous fighter in more ways. He's than training even Bobby for Fiziev, a kickboxer. Of course, if I'm Islam, I'm coming in there and <laughs> this is the same thing. Al, like with uh, Quinta was training for Paul Felder <laughs> before the the rearranging of the card. Yeah. yeah, it's just tough, man. Like ten, either way, ten wins in a row. Ten wins in a row. You get people getting. Nobody you, knows that. We got a guy who might get a title shot off of two TKO losses by just talking bullshit and having a broken leg and may get a title shot. But my boy got ten wins. Okay. Like no. Before no, we, we get to the McGregor versus Makachev, I hope <laughs> nobody better believe that. He's gonna get a title shot off. Uh, I I don't know, man. Because I didn't. Because are you reading now? You're reading into those tea leaves with the Dana White quotes. You know, but Char- no, but Charles Oliveira. That's what Dana White said. He goes, "Oh, it's up to Charles." And he said he would take the fight, though. Charles Oliveira said, "I would be stupid not to take that fight." That's crazy. Like the but chance McGregor said, would be I will stupid do it. to take that fight. He would be, but he's gonna do it. <laughs> he, he should pull a boxing card where he does a warm up fight. Yeah, like I don't. Like it's crazy. Like he blows my mind. Like how fascinating would Connor be if he was just chill, little humble? Like you know what? I'm gonna prove it. I'm gonna show you guys. I'm still the best one. I'm gonna prove it. Don't worry. I'm coming. You know, instead of this nonsense. Oh, I'm gonna fight this guy. I got the best ground and pound in the sport. Got better ground and pound. But isn't like just just utter nonsense. Like he's just bonkers now. Like the coke he's getting is elite level, and he's just lost <laughs> his mind, man. He he's just Tony Montana with the mountains of coke. He's got the powder on his face. He's Tony Montana. Like, Whoa. There you go. <laughs> Tony Montana. Whoa. And then, like, and then we saw the weird video with the, the popsicle thing. And, like, oh, my God. Now, you're going to put this guy in title fight UFC? You got to be kidding me. So, he calls out Makachev, which is smart because oh, yeah. I don't really see them crossing paths. Nah. Because if he, okay, he comes back, he fights uh, Chuck Oliveira. I think he goes for the, the Diaz fight at 170 and then uh, maybe title fight at 170. Yeah, I, if it's not Hamzat, I don't know. I just yeah, I think he would avoid him. This is safe. And then I don't know if this quote is real. I asked the person on Twitter, shout out to Drew Jitsu, Andrew uh, Valencia. I, he's put a, he retweeted something where Khabib said, if Connor beat Islam, not that I believe he'll beat him, but if he beats him, he'll return to face Connor a second time. Is that true? I didn't hear anything about that. I would just have like Habib's a smart businessman. Like, I mean, he's a smart businessman, but he's also competitive. Like, is that enough of a fight? Like Connor after a couple of losses, and I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, he said in an interview the only thing he ever would have fought. The only thing he would have came in and fought to get for was GSP, and that's not going to happen. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to happen. And I, I think there's one fight to make that I think makes a lot of sense. If he won this fight, it, if they got him a title shot off of this, I, even though it's not a guy in the normal weight class, I would be fine with it. McGregor versus Max Holloway. 
who Max Holloway wants that fight. It's a rematch. They're two great fighters. Like if he beat Max Holloway at lightweight, fine, whatever. He beat a world-class gold of a division, pound for pound talent, even though he's not a lightweight, like, and it's a, that's a money fight. Like that's a fun fight. Like these are two great fighters, arguably two of the best featherweights ever fighting at lightweight, whatever. It's going to be a sick, fun fight. And, and like, I'm surprised they didn't make that fight. I was surprised Max Holloway's pulled the fight for Volkanovski. So I don't know why they wouldn't make that, but I don't know. It's confusing. Do you believe what his coach says when he says McGregor's not coming back to 155? He put on a lot of muscle. That's a lot of muscle, mass. And and Connor seems like a guy that you really can't tell him what to do. And if he wants to be jacked up and 170 pounds and cut no weight, that's what Connor McGregor's going to do. I mean, so I, I wouldn't doubt it, you know, like he knows him as well as anybody to know if he's stubborn enough not to listen. And this is a dude who don't listen. So it's possible. I mean, he's already tried to make fights. What's the Cerrone fight? That was at Welterway, right? Yep. That was at Welterway. I, what was Diaz two or Diaz one? Both. Both that, well, like he's been kind of wanting to go that way anyway. But the only thing is his, his honestly, his best way was probably 145. And he's not gonna do that. So his optimal weight is lightweight. So I, if he go, if he goes to the welterweight, he fought Hamza. Woo! We're gonna get a big smashing in that fight. Oh, got a, a video share. I can't. I can't hear you though. Can you hear me? There you go. Okay. Uh, McGregor, after this whole Makachev thing, I'll fight that shit stain. Makovic, no sweat. It's funny whoever writes this. Embarrassing <laughs> ground and pound the other night. And I do believe McGregor is pound for pound, one of the best ground and pound. Think about it. He, that one punch on Aldo, a couple of punches on Cerrone. Um, that's really it. You know, he, he's so, efficient. His ground and pound career is efficient. So, oh, should we go, go on to percentages? Like, you know, like <laughs> like Patrick Ewing, he hit two threes in 1997. <laughs> so he was the, one of the best three-point shooters that, that year. Percentual. Okay, I got you. Well, that pisses <laughs> me off at Madden. I'm trying to check my, like, QB rating. And then the person who came in and threw one touchdown pass, I go, get the, the figure out the sorting <laughs> system. But a pitiful punching and then bottles, the RDA fight after mouthing of him, LOL, embarrassing. Watch when I come back. Same as before, everyone, any weight. And uh, can you see this second tweet? Yeah. Uh, the reply is great. That was not intentional. That just, that's the first thing that <laughs> came up. Uh, the sooner the better. His leg heals fully. We can, or this leg, his, his would have been if his publicist. <laughs> <laughs> we can get the fuck back going. Uh, he sobers up a little on this. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Uh, McGregor will never give an inch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's taking shot at the Dagestanis. And if you remember from the UFC 229 presser, where it was him solo. My heart is black towards this man, towards his team, towards his people. I peace. There will never be peace here. I always say you should aim for peace. Well, what but are you going to aim for? Aim for peace. Aim between the Holy. eyes. And that's it. Yep, I remembered it. You know, is it is he just goofing around with the Makovich shit stain, the poor ground and pound, or is he really just dislike the whole Khabib mafia? 
both. I, I was probably both. Like he, you know, they that there is a lot of genuine hate and stuff like that between them. I was like, I was the one of the craziest thing. The one of the first like real UFC events I did as, as credential was they did. I don't know if you remember they did a, a Connor and Habib presser at Radio City maybe like a month or so before the fight. Yeah, was at that. Oh, we were there together. Did you ask a question? No, no, I don't really. I don't, I, on those big media things, I, I'm always like, eh, I don't know. But that was nuts. Pit, dude, you could have been Pepto Bismol. <laughs> but you you don't remember that thing was nuts. That that was so that beautiful. was they it like was, put blue lights on all the seats. Like I was like, just wow, just taking it, it in the moment. But it was just like the two of them was nonsense. Like Connor was just off the wall. Not he was arguing with with Ali Abdelaziz and all kinds of craziness. Like it, it just like I, I offered a Muslim a drink. And yeah! my wife told me she goes, that's a no-no in the Muslim yeah. religion. So that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying with the same thing with the Jorge Masvidal, man. It, it's, I think McGregor was favored in that fight, no, right? Again, no, 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 no. Khabib was favored. Khabib. Yeah, he was a favorite. Yeah, yeah, like a yeah. dirty or something. Yeah, and it was the same reason because of the wrestling and people saw the wrestling coming, and exact that's exactly what happened in the fight and stuff like that. But I, it's hard. Like there was a time where I thought he was really good, really immediate savvy, and smart with it. And now I, I just don't know. You know. It, Look, we, we see what happens with a lot of people that reach a certain level of fame. They do, you know, things like drugs and all kinds of things do have an effect. It's had an effect with John Jones. Legitimately, we've seen a lot of famous actors, musicians. They they start out young, become superstars in their 20s. And then life and fame has a way of messing with people. And I, and I think in a lot of ways, it's different with John Jones and he's got his alcohol issues and greater issues, but I think there's things with McGregor too. I mean, he punched the old man and broke the one guy's phone, like just stuff that he seems too smart to do the, the, the machine gun Kelly, like there's other factors going on. Like, I don't think it's coincidental that he's tailed off and started to lose. Like, I think there's outside factors going on in his life and it's affected him as a fighter he's affected his progression as a fighter it's affected him as a person and and, and i just don't think he has the same savvy it's just a man that has a hurt ego who hasn't dealt with something like this can't humble himself maybe using substances has too much money has too much time and it's just a a cocktail for crazy and who does he adhere to like nobody exactly yep like yeah kavanaugh He's probably surrounded by yes men, like a lot of famous people are, that are not helping him to get steer him away from the wrong thing. Like, so. if I'm his friend, I'd be like, bro, why are you punching a DJ? Like, okay, we moved <laughs> yeah, on from the I old forgot game. about that. Why are you oh punching DJs? God. Yes. And then look, that the, the DJ had like the like the classic like ambulance chase. He had like a neck brace on, like the next two the two days later. And he, you know, <laughs> like, dude, like you are in a position where you can stub step on someone's toe and they're gonna act like they got a fractured foot. They're like, like, like. I mean, art of lowball. I blame him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Art. I mean, but also they, they're like there was weird connection stories with like McGregor and like. Irish mafia and all kind of like so this right, is a right, kid right, right, right. that's a street kid that has too much money a bunch of yes people around him a massive ego an ego that's bruised like there's a lot of things going on he's still a relatively young man like you know I, me I, I'm 38 and I, I'm still maturing as a person like this guy is like barely in his 30s like there's still maturity levels that he hasn't even reached you know through life and has uh, it, it yeah I think it's just a big mess like and and him losing has just 
really sent him on a, a bad path, especially breaking his leg, having too much time himself. Yeah. So, and that's yes. the, I appreciate you because you know, the nitty gritty, you won't always touch on it, but you know, while, while we're, uh, while we're lifting up the carpet to see what's underneath, dude, have you seen the freaking, the, the hookup videos? He's cheating left and freaking right. I mean, there was the case in, 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 in Ireland that, you know, he, he probably sexually assaulted, possibly raped. Like I, I have no doubt that he's probably been doing things for years. March 2019. That was the second retirement. I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I give his, <laughs> his wife is sort of like Ivanka. Like she knows he's messing around, but like riding the train is just probably too beneficial for her and her family. So she's just going to keep going on. Like Ivanka's going to keep going along with Trump, even though she knows she should get off the huge train. So. No, I knew that was wrong. Ivanka Trump's his daughter. Oh, sorry, not Ivanka. What's, and when what's... you're saying Ivanka Trump, I was like, wait, Jared Kushner, the, the step-in-law is cheating on Ivanka. I go, first of all, she's great. What's the, she, what's she's the former power. first lady's name? I forget. No, I'm glad I forgot. Oh, my gosh. Melania. 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 Well, sorry. I'm sorry, Ivanka. Not really. She's a, she's an evil villain, too. But uh, Melania, like like his McGregor's wife's kind of like Melania, just this quiet brunette figure in the background and pictures and has kids. You really hear from her, but you wonder why she's there and she's still sticking around despite you probably knowing bad things are happening. Is, what, is it the end of the McGregor? Is Hamza going to take the mantle once he's champion? Like maybe this year will be the the crossover McGregor's last year. If he comes back and loses, that's kind of it, right? Like I don't think he. I think he's he's never going to reach those peaks. I mean, this is a guy who is a two division champion. Like this guy, I, I think Boxing a lot of people fight from, says everything. It's like yeah, dance with the devil essentially. Yeah, really. He, yep, he really has never recovered from that, and it's really. It made him as rich as possible, but who knows the, the direction it sent his life in because of how successful it was and how big it was and how much it changed his brain. Like, that is one of the biggest sell. Is it the number one? It is the, oh no, Pacquiao May Mayweather yep. still won, but that's two, right? That's the second highest selling yep. paper of all time. Like, that's, he made this special moment in history that was historical and hugely successful. So, at that age, who knows how long, how much effect, but yeah, go back to, I, I, yeah, I think he's past his best days. I don't think he's ever going to reach that again. That's not to say he can't win. He can definitely win. He can have some big fights, but yeah, I think the McGregor ever in terms of fan popularity will never really end. Look, Mike Tyson is still popular. You know, like Mayweather still, Mayweather can have a, a stupid exhibition with Logan Paul and still make millions. So Mayweather, McGregor will always be a money guy, but in terms of pure relevancy in the sport, yeah, this It'll be crazy if Hamza goes and lose. And then, then where do we go from there? Because everyone's anointing him as the next guy. But um, yeah, it, it could it could easily be him. And I don't think, I don't know, what about you? But is there anybody else that has that kind of fascinating mystique anywhere in the sport or in the UFC like him? I, in terms I of Connor or Hamza? Hamza. Like, is there anyone on the way up that is as fascinating a talent as him like i don't think there really is it like this is there is no other guy it just it seems like hamzad is that next guy he's that tweener between like habib and and connor like he's got habib skills he's got habib's audience but he's got connor's kind of brash boastful confidence interesting 
Yeah, to to call Darren Till fat to his face, they don't let <laughs> With him. With no fear, <laughs> no fear for percussions. Like, come on, fat boy, let's go. Like nothing, like no fear left. Oh, I'm fucking fat. Like he was like agreeing with it. Like he was like, oh, you're gonna see Darren Till grow a like, beard now. <laughs> like how gangsters this dude? Like he's got that appeal. He's got that appeal that he can appeal to the international audience, this big audience in in that part of the world, but also appeal to an American audience because of his brash boast, don't care, crazy confidence. Like, like I remember that that's why like we did an article on, on sports, not where we do like a next fight piece. And it's like a, just a constant piece fan can go to and see what his next fight is. And I, I wanted to do that because I remember Dana White saying like that his videos of walking to the ring for the, the Li Jing Liang fight were like huge on their social. Like that's saying something. There's something clearly there. This guy has four fights in the UFC, doesn't speak a lot of English, and he's huge on social. Like that's really the place where like they say demographics, like, you, you know, you look at demographics and that decides ratings and who's really doing well. Like social media is co- sort of like the link to like the demographics. That's the money spend. The young kids are on these apps. And if you're big on social, you are big in terms of making money. And, and that article on our site gets tons of views all the time. Like it's not even like new stuff. It's just updating when his fight is. That's how often people are just looking to, to see, Oh, when's he fight? When's he fight? When's Hamza fight? I can't wait. Yeah. I think O'Malley could be in the ballpark with Hamza, but in terms of like he lost already, that hurt a little bit. He, that, he... that killed his, his, his life. Like Hamzat's already like uh, apparently he says he has like Olympic level wrestling. He says he beat people in wrestling match who wrestled in the Olympics 10-0 in wrestling matches. Wow. Um, uh, don't be fooled by the um, what was it the uh, Jack Hermanson wrestling tape. Yeah. Apparently uh, Hermanson said it was a freestyle wrestling thing. He didn't. Yeah. There was no submission grappling involved. Did you know that? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, because a lot of people, oh, my God, he's beating Jack Hermanson, the Joker, the submission specialist. No, he wasn't allowed to do any chokes. But regardless, he said Hamzat's one of the strongest people he ever felt. I mean, these are the the stories you're hearing that when McGregor, the the yellow mat days, you remember those SBG days when, Mm -hmm. when the mountain was coming down, when McGregor was kicking that Taekwondo shield, the spinning back kick over and over and over leading up to the Seaver fight, the Mendes fight, the Aldo fight, like the, the yellow mat days. Now he's training on a yacht outside of Portugal. Now he's, he's training in LA. Now he's, uh, I mean, getting advice from Tony Robbins. Is it some yeah. people like give credit to GSP? He seemed like he could handle fame. Good looking guy. Do not tell me that women were not throwing themselves at GSP. He's remained single. So, and he's also kept his his circle tight, his news tight. And he's was able to win like he biggest athlete in, uh, I think, I guess Gretzky. He's up there. He's up there, man. With the the Canadian athletes. He he was the the number one uh, market for a time was Canada. Yeah, he, yep, he made MMA a big thing in Canada for a time. Yeah, legitimately. I mean, he was the pay-per-view guy. He was the one guy at a time that could get to a million dollar pay-per-view outside of Brock. And Brock had like a WWE connection that had brought an audience with him. Yeah, I think what makes a difference between him and 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 GSP and even even maybe even a Habib, I think a GSP was scared to lose. Like he even admitted being having that fear, that normal human kind of fear going into a fight like that. Like people can relate to that, but he was scared to lose. So that motivated. I feel like Connor can't believe he could lose. 
huh. it's like a different thing. It's like an, a, a confidence thing, which confidence is huge, but I don't know if he has that fear to change things, to say, yeah, this training isn't working for me. Working out here isn't doing, doing this, living this kind of life isn't where he's like, he's so confident he can be anybody alive that he can't imagine he could lose while GSP was scared of that possibility of defeat. And it motivated him to greatness. And I think McGregor's also just riding his losses off to, well, I was training for a Pacquiao fight before the Poirier fight yeah. at UFC 257. I didn't do any leg kicks. And then he caught me with the calf kick. And the rest was history. Like he, he <laughs> has these excuses and he's, he's a salesman too. He's a con artist. The, like he's convincing us. He's the con convinc- artist, Connor McGregor. Is a good one. <laughs> Thank you. That was, uh, I fell into that one. That was but it's like that just narcissist level of confidence that just like the, the to do what he did you need to be that person like yeah. to say what he's gonna do the mystic mac the rise if you watch yep. the the documentary the notorious notorious it's like you need to be that crazy to believe in it yeah like the people who invented the airplane that's what the the realm of mentality <laughs> that mcgregor's in and i believe when data say this is going to be the conor mcgregor era is like the, it's it's going to take years to replicate what McGregor did. All the, the pay-per-view sales, the, the records he set in terms of pay-per-view buys and numbers. Yeah. I mean, and, and if, you know, and that's, I think that's a beautiful thing about this sport is there's always someone who's like, oh man, they're the biggest. And there's no going to, they're not going to be anybody. Ah, man, Chuck's the biggest. Like he's the first guy to be a, a crossover Anderson, star. The, Anderson Silva, you suck. <laughs> in comparison to Conor McGregor, you suck. Like, look at the numbers. Like if, yeah. It's just but, McGregor's in his own threshold. But that's the thing. That's what I was going going towards. I I think someone could be doing even better because you know the sport, is, like the UFC itself, it's just an even bigger thing. So the door is open to do even bigger things than there say was in like nineteen. Because like I said, there was there was Chuck. No one's gonna be bigger than Chuck. Then like uh, Anderson Silva comes along. Anderson Silva seems like then it's a GSP that's making millions pay per view buys, like million million pay per buys. That was unheard of for Dude, MMA. McGregor got the sport to WME. He got the sport to ESPN, the number one sports platform. You yeah. know how crazy that is. It's but you know what? If there wasn't a GSP, if there wasn't a Chuck, he wouldn't have done. That's what I'm saying. There's always a love one. He's been the next level. I think I think someone will come along one day and, and they could do is as big as kind. And that's what's exciting because that's what's great about the sport because the audience changes and things change. There's never, oh, they were the biggest pair of view seller. Oh, they were the, even in boxing. I bet everybody thought Ali. No one's going to do bigger than Ali. Then Mayweather came along. Then Pacquiao came. Then Mike Tyson came along. When it comes to the selling and being big, there's always there's always going to be another big one. It There'll did be another take like 40 one. years though for Mayweather. No, no, not true. But Sugar Ray, he was a big deal. You know, Mike Tyson in the 80s was a big deal. You know, like there's there's big names stuff like that. It, it, there'll be somebody. I, I think there'll be somebody. And maybe it's Hamza. Maybe he can be that guy. And people, the worst part of this is everybody's, I don't know, they smell the Kool-Aid. They're done drinking it because it's worn out. But it's like the Ian Gary's, the Patty Pimlets. It's like everybody's putting their, their chip and their stock into it. And now these fighters, are they're trying to replicate the 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 mcgregor uh template and trying to do it and the sad part is it's like guys that 99.9 percent like that's where you lay in he is at that point zero 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 one mcgregor the astronomical stars aligned and everything that's why agreeing with you furthermore 
Hamzad is the perfect yang to Conor McGregor's yang, especially in this time of, okay, we made it to ESPN. Like, think about the platform he was on, Fox, a very conservative platform. McGregor, who's this brash, borderline racist at times. <laughs> like, okay, he was kind of playing it up to the audience, the blue-collar audience, like the FS1 audience. It was perfect that he came in at 2012 or 2013, that FS1 deal. It was just a perfect trajectory into ESPN. Oof. Now we're at Disney. Now we're at the humble warriors. Now Dana White's kind of <laughs> muffled. He's like Hannibal Lecter. He wanted to go to Tachi palace uh, during the early days of the pandemic. And the Disney CEO shot him down and Dana White knew his place. He couldn't be as brash. Now Hunter Campbell is a lot more present. The guy looks like Harry Potter who will probably take over after Dana White. He will be like the Adam silver of MMA. I have yeah. no doubt about that. McGregor, Dana White, like these characters to push the sport forward. They were needed at the time. Yeah. Now on the ESPN platform, if Silva was here, it'd be so beautiful. GSP was here. That's what we get in Hamza, the quiet, humble, confident warrior. So it's like that. that's the era we're in. I'm sorry to the Garys, the Pimlets. Uh, who else is like a, a really crazy brash guy? Uh, th those people are going to they fall by the wayside. And you know what's the thing? And I don't. That's a, the frustrating thing about. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's the frustrating thing about Connor's decline. No, I sadly, I didn't name a fighter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you agreeing? Like I named the fighter? Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought. I think you said O'Malley. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was on your mind. Yeah, but uh, you know that's a Connor was a great fighter. Like Connor, the thing if you're going to be a star, you got to get finishers. Connor got finishers. How does that get finishers? crazy fast <laughs> so that's why he's got that appeal he's he's got that possible trajectory of how big he's gotten so fast and he gets finished so that's why he could be the heir apparent to the next big guy especially if he develops his english keeps developing his english you gotta speak english you want to make big money he if he can learn it he can make big money and if he does the uh he doesn't have to do the 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 crazy stuff that mcgregor does like if he just uh, like if he could be the a Frank Yeager type of trajectory, that's pretty amazing in this era. Like, I think we're going to yeah. see it's just, it's cyclical. It's all cyclical. Yeah. And uh, another cycle is Dana White doing his media rounds and he joined Colin Cowherd. Did you get to see any of these clips? Nah. Okay. Well, you got to check this out. Uh, we're going to have to hear this like four or five times. It, it's only 30 seconds. Borchina Depot posted it, but obviously this audio comes courtesy of FS1, uh, The Herd. And Dana White, who's a guest, doesn't say one word. He just smiles at everything that Colin Cowherd says. I, I tend to think styles make fights. Um, and uh, Covington's kind of a relentless attacker. <laughs> Masvidal is interesting. He's very popular. I get a big personality. Um, bu, 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 he's won bu, bu, his bu, bu, last bu, bu, five fights. He'll go after you. So when I look at this, not that it's Diaz and McGregor, but the style tells me get there early. This could be, this could oh, I be was fast, right? Okay. McGregor <laughs> Diaz three. I said this when it happened. I said, it reminded me of Ali Frazier. Okay. I'm going to tag you right now on it. You got Twitter open? Uh, I got open it. Play the video. Look at Dana White's face. <laughs> Here's the sound again. 
I, I tend to think styles make fights. Oh, do you? Um, and uh, Covington's kind of a relentless attacker. Masvidal is interesting. He's very popular. I get a big personality. Um, he's won his last five fights. He'll go after you. So when I look at this, not that it's Diaz and McGregor, but the style tells me get there. On the background on the phone. This could be. This could be. Oh, fast, is that hundred? Right? Okay, McGregor Diaz three. I said this when it happened. I said it reminded me of Ali Frazier. I, I tend to style oh, make fun. Goodness. He's like, he's just like a Stephen A. Like, you know, just getting involved in this world that he knows nothing about. I, I, that's why I hate about media today. You have these people that, oh, they just know everything about. I No one knows everything about everything. Not always an expert on everything. Stephen A, Colin Howard, get away. Act like you don't know. Don't act like you do know. Stop. I, I tend to think styles make fights. <laughs> I mean, he knows what he's talking about. Mos is interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And you know, the funniest thing is, is that maybe he's like a, a savant in the way <laughs> his quote out of any media member, anybody, he nailed it perfectly. Fall the August 21st or 22nd, the Monday 2016 following UFC 202. Colin Cowherd said, Boxing is officially dead. And I thought he hit the head, uh, nail on the head there. But when he's saying. Uh, but the style tells me get, get there, there early. early. <laughs> <laughs> okay, McGregor has three. I said this when it happened. When did it happen? <laughs> Goodness. Oh my goodness! It's almost like sacrilege as a, like a, a combat sports fan, long time. I, I was much more into boxing than I am now, but to like compare it to Ali Frazier, come on, what are you doing? Get out of here! I like Nick, Nate Diaz, but get, get the hell out of here. Nate Diaz and Joe Frazier, not even close. McGregor what, and Ali, not even close. What's been your worst experience, personal or professional, with uh, MMA takes? <sighs> I gotta think about that one. I mean, there's, there's just. I respect most of the people in, in, I think like the most of the people on the MMA media side, I think a, a lot of them are fans. A lot of them were fans that got into the media. Like, like they didn't go to school and necessarily think I'm going to get into MMA media. I mean, I kind of did that, but it's because the sport really big. More of the, the hot takes are just the nonsense from the fans. Like I, I respect the, the MMA fans. It's a lot of great fans, but it's a lot of effing meathead moron <laughs> MMA fans that just say the most ridiculous things and challenging to fighters on Twitter like they're gangsta and, and that's the thing that that more the the hot takes that I just can't stand some of the weird call outs and grand prognostications and you know like being like the biggest cheerleaders for certain fighters like McGregor after losses like that, that that's the stuff that's just hard to, to deal with now you're making me change my uh, thing, but recently with the UFC 262, the Oliveira Chandler fight, my friends, and I think the betting, you're going to see this a lot more. The, they bet on Chandler for that fight. Mm. I cover betting news flash, breaking news. I do not bet. <laughs> I like to prognosticate, but I do not bet. I feel like, I don't know. That would just ruin the viewing experience. Of course I want, um, my prediction to come correct, but there's no there's no skin in the game. <laughs> We're watching that fight. I know Charles Alvarez on a tear. I've seen him 
years ago, up and down divisions, up and down with streaks, finally yeah. hits consistency on a tear, looking phenomenal. Michael Chandler, I also know his Bellator background, his meteoric rise, uh, following the the Dan Hooker knockout. He he, he did what he said he was going to do. It was the co-main event in the, the McGregor Poirier uh, two card. A lot of attention on Michael Chandler. He's built like a brick shit house. He's Captain America. He speaks well, looks great, wears leather jackets. Like this guy's the guy. Like all he needs is just uh, to be on a calendar where his bike is parked in front of a sunset beach and he's holding this helmet and he's got no shirt on and yeah. holding a fireman's axe. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's how people see him. We're watching the fight. All of a sudden, uh, the, the ending happens where Oliveira comes back from the first round where he, he was dropped. And uh, I was like, Whew. like, and I, I presented, I go, guys, this is a tough fight. Oliveira's hands. He's not just the jujitsu guy. So then the, the, the fight plays out. And I'm just like, wow, wow. And like, you fucking kidding me? Fuck this guy. Look at him dance. Look at him cry. Oh, he's going to cry now. He's going to cry for his title. Fuck this guy. And I'm just. I'm like, holy fuck. And I go, <laughs> these are my friends. <laughs> no, he's from like, and again, I, I didn't think of the betting aspect. At, <laughs> and I go, guys, I go, he's literally like from a rags to riches story. He's from the favelas. Fuck the favelas. <laughs> guy, I don't give a shit who he is. What's wrong with him? Oh, oh, you think you can strike? You think you can strike? What happens to your jujitsu guy? Brazil, you're not even honoring your country. Your art hates you. And I was like, holy shit. That sounds like that'd be the perfect name for like a future segment about hot takes. Fuck the favelas. <laughs> the favelas. <laughs> barely in Wi-Fi. Let's move on to our next segment. Fuck the favelas. Since that fight, and it's like, it's like, how many times do I gotta be burned before I learn? I pick and choose who I watch fights with. Yeah. Is that yeah. with you? Do you get like aggravated, like cockroaches crawling up your skin because you hear these people's takes? No, luckily, the, the when it comes to the people I've watched live with, it, I, it's close friends, and I know they're saying the people, and I, I, they like either they got me into the sport, and they I respect their knowledge, or I got them into the sport, and they, you know, they, it's a, it's a, I can understand, but I got lucky. I've never watched it at a bar. When I'm at the media events, there's some dumb stuff with you know when you're on media role, but nah, luckily I haven't had those experiences. Yeah, even the media. Um... They're scared to ask Dana White some questions. I, I Errol Hawani, ton of credit for, though he's the grinder and uh, he does stick his nose and everything. No, that's poor taste. No, he uh, he does ask the tough questions to Dana. I White. mean, there's a reason why because the UFC has so much power in the sport. Like if they take you out of it and you lose access in a way, like Bloody Elbow has and other sites, it really hurts. All right, like, so pick. Credential story or smoke story? Um, smoke story. I gotta know the smoke story. <laughs> so on his uh, right as UFC two thirty six, the Holloway Poirier fight. That's when he showed up. That was his press conference that he showed up and mm-hmm. in a way like he was on fire. And if you know, if you listen the or the, follow the trajectory of the Schmo, he also does a podcast, the Schmo Zone with his uh, fiance, yeah, his girlfriend, or, yeah, yeah, um, Helen Yee, mm-hmm. and uh, 
he's kind of starting to osmosis into one person. He does the, the character, he does the radio show, podcast mm-hmm. show. And now he's, he's, he's a lot more uh, tame when he asks his questions at the pressers, if you notice. He's like, yeah. the outfit? but he's not- I think he realized he doesn't want to do this forever. <laughs> he doesn't want to play the schmo. So he's like 70. So he's trying to separate a little bit, which is smart. He should. He's making money. Start separating a little bit. My partner at the time, it was like, I was like, man, this guy, it was like, should we start doing some crazy thing? He goes, no, he'll have a drug habit. He'll go to rehab and he'll be on a reality show. You don't have to. <laughs> he literally said that. I was like, I was like, all right, we'll see if it happens. <laughs> Cash your ticket uh, if you did not predict that. But <laughs> yeah, following that burst on the scene, <clears throat> I think he was still maybe 10,000 followers. And uh, Jason, again, I appreciate the time, man. Um, his publicist, uh, the wonderful Kathy, who's hmm. a, uh, she's a fox. She's hard to pull anything over. <laughs> how many views? How many followers? What's it? I'm like, oh, we're working on it. <laughs> but she goes, hey, I have this young media star in your space. Would love to get him on. I go, yeah, of course. I, I saw him. Uh, would love to talk to him. I remember he goes, uh, when we first connect, go, uh, he goes, so uh, do you want me to go by my name or do you want me to be the schmo for you? I was like, uh, I was like, I don't know. I was like, be yourself. So we get in the interview. He tells me something uh, crazy about a fighter who actually tore his ACL when he was training with them, which is pretty crazy. Wow. Interview goes well. He starts challenging Ariel Hawani, if you notice, into like a boxing match. Yeah, I remember that. Rappler match. I have a pretty good martial arts background. Uh, competed uh, a bunch of times, handful, more than a handful of times in uh, the martial arts space. Um, actually took a cage fight, which is uh, oh. pretty well. So I insert myself into the conversation. I go... Hey, schmuck. I go, and this, like, again, it's, I, I try to defend Colby's, the, the quote unquote character, because it's like, I'm leaning into just being the, the ball bust. And again, I, I bust your balls with the Skip Bayless joke. I'm sorry, Jason. I like you. Anytime I like somebody or see that they can take it, maybe I push them a little too hard. Yeah. I insert myself. I go, Hey, schmuck. I'll grapple you, box Errol Hawani, and outrun Mike Heck, who Mike Heck does a ton of, like, prints or something in the same day. (laughs) He texts me, he and he unfollows me, and then he texts me, he goes, not cool, man. So, and I'm literally stoned while this is all playing out. I'm on an edible. This is three years ago. Uh, You had a McGregor moment when you were doing all this. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this fucking guy? McGregor with yeah, just a little less money. Uh, <laughs> and uh smaller yacht. I call him straight to the point. Call him, doesn't answer. I leave a message. Now I again I, I learned this in the business. Act as if you're on air all the time. I've heard the Scott Van Pelt voicemails. Get back to him. Look that up. The Mel Gibson voicemails. Get back to him. Get on your knees and suck this car. <laughs> you remember those? <laughs> no, I don't. You heard those? Oh, no. 
if the if the fights are boring tomorrow night, and again, if you would have me on your uh, sports not post game for the uh, UFC two seventy two, uh, maybe we could play the Mel Gibson voicemail. <laughs> he was drunk, hammered, and called his hot ex, and just she she was very smart. She was European, and she starts going, "But Mel, you don't really mean this." I do, you whore, you slut, and he just he kept leaning into it. But anyway. I knew that this could potentially get back to me. So I I go, hey, schmuck, I go, what is this? I go, if you want to be, if you want to be a man, answer your phone. Let's do this. Jew to Jew. I go, I'll do some jujitsu on you. He is Jewish. His last name is like Schmoll. And uh, there's a finish to the okay. last name. And uh, <laughs> I, yeah. <sighs> stone voicemails so that's the schmo story we were cool did a really nice interview and then uh yeah that's where our relationship is and i i can't wait to see him but uh yeah it's funny on the the schmo interview i was telling him gossip like i'm telling you that happened with me and ariel hawani so now i feel like this is just gonna be i'm gonna be in, in an inception I'm going to be on another interview telling people about the gossip with Jason that happened about why we're no longer friends. So that's no- crazy though. Like, like the whole, I remember, I remember when he did that too. And it was like, like, I get it. And I, I don't think Hawani, I don't think he answered it. Right. He didn't even respond. He just totally ignored it. But it's like, like, oh, did you hear the even deeper gossip with Schmo and um, uh, excuse me, Darren Till and Hawani? A voice, no. a voice call was recorded. You no. never heard this. No, no. So have you heard Hawani? He says, I don't punch down. Have you heard him made that reference? Yes. Yeah. At a UFC 245, when they did the fan experience, they did one at UFC 238 in Chicago. That was the Moraes Cejudo card. And then the Covington Usman one card, UFC 245, December 2000. Was it 18 or something? Uh, they did another fan experience. Somebody asked Hawani uh, in person, like, what are you, are you going to fight the schmo? Are you going to? And he goes, I don't punch down. That's where it started. I mean, you know what that means, right? Yeah. Like he's like below him. He's not going to go down to his level and do that. But he does know of the schmo. He does know of him and he does, <laughs> and he does talk about him. Him and Darren Till were, uh, conversating that was recorded on Darren Till's end and uh, Till does the uh, the Mrs. Gibson style where he just like starts to like reel him in oh Ariel so what do you think of the schmo what, what is your thoughts on the schmo and he goes oh, come on Darren come on and he goes no he's just he seems like a talented guy like he was playing him it was dude it was literally an alley-oop and Hawani goes man he goes screw that guy screw that jabroni like that literally who Hawani is. He literally is a, a nerd from the eighties. He goes, screw that jabroni. He came up to me asking me for my MMA fighting contact. I gave it to him. He comes back to me in the next press conference and he says, Oh, I'm better than MMA fighting. Get me on ESPN. Come on, Hawani. And from then there, there was a friction. I don't remember the rest of the, the phone call, but Hawani knows who he is and the schmo's rising. I give him credit. Talented guy, ton of energy, self-made, uh, working hard, connected with Henry Cejudo. 
but Hawani does uh he does pay attention to the tea leaves and uh yeah I have a story with Hawani I believe the hatchet is buried but that will be for, <laughs> I'm just gonna give you a list of things that potential <laughs> story you do the bridges the various bridges that have been burned slowly <laughs> Thomas story again it's like nobody busts balls anymore it's just I don't know I you don't, know what it is they're not New Yorkers man. It's a different kind of person. You know, there's a different, for one, I just think New Yorkers are funny because we all bust each other's balls and we just, that's just a different kind. You know, and I won't say New York, I'll say Northeast because there's tough Philly, there's, you know, tough Boston, there's the Northeast people, even DC, there's a, there's a different breed of people, especially New Yorkers. And this just, we deal with so much bullshit in New York. <laughs> That we can take it and then we can just fire back or we could just laugh with it but yeah if you're not from this area <laughs> it's a different kind of thing city i recently moved back uh to long island from the city for five years yeah we're all soft out here and like <laughs> I tell my friends you guys are you guys are spoiled or we're spoiled and you, you don't know it it's like i've lived in flatbush washington heights bushwick uh williamsburg for a year which is uh really cool and safe but it's like <laughs> dude egos get squashed very quick you walk to the subways you can't just frolic like you're in the fucking wizard of oz with your hands flailing around like you're doing the billionaire strut which mcgregor stole from vince mcmahon you can't go to yep. the subway like that at 11 p.m or 2 a.m hell no you gotta take your glasses off. I never walk outside with my glasses when I was living in uh, the city. I didn't wear colorful stuff, hands in the pockets. Like you can't make yourself a target, like to potentially be conned. I don't think people understand that. Yeah, it, it's just. A, and the funny thing, <laughs> the funny thing about it is too, it's like the city is just like so dirty and like expensive and overrated. So it just builds like a a tough exterior like it just uh, it forces you to just have to be tough because it's not nice it's not happy-go-lucky it's not pleasant people are mean you can be robbing the street and they ain't gonna do shit you know that's just a difference kind of it's like a different uh for inner fortitude and you know that's it and it just you gotta be here to know it if you're not here you just don't get it I learned my lesson at a, a Washington Heights subway station. I was I was pissed for some reason. And I'm just again, I'm like, oh, I'm a tough guy. Guys <laughs> wearing glasses, leather jacket looks like uh, the Terminator. And all of a sudden he he's not looking at me, but I start looking at him. He literally takes off his glasses, raises his eyebrow like the rock and he goes, what and he's a big man and i was like i was like in my head i go i don't give a fuck i'll, I'll make the first move i'll knock this guy out and then when he did that i go i'm good <laughs> wait for my train. just wait for my train i'm good <laughs> smart move i, I think i probably would do the same thing oh. and i don't have the, the fighting background like you do can they hire more cops from the city like they hire all these freaking uh, transplants from the island, from <laughs> Jersey, from upstate. It's like you got to be in the city to know the city. It's its own universe. Yeah. And I mean, it's because because it's such a big, dense, populated place. We're on top of each other. We're, you know, you but you also like 
for all the meanness, there's still this blending with cultures and people and attitude. And, you know, I like, I think that's a reason why so many creative people come out of here and like music and movies. And, and it, it's just like, it builds a toughness that you can go out in the world and do big things, but also builds it in, you know, just unique people. Cause we're just all these so many different people, good, bad in the middle. And, you know, like, I want to leave just because it's so expensive and it's just hard to have a good life in New York, but I will definitely miss it when I'm gone. It is true. If you make it in New York City, you can make it anywhere. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, hopefully we can somehow be part of this journey together, Mr. At Jason <laughs> Burgos MMA. I really appreciate the time. Any final thoughts going into tomorrow night's big card? Uh, I mean... I'm excited for the main event, not too excited for other things. I think the biggest thought is um, MMA media work can be very expensive. And when you're paying $75 for a pay-per-view with one really good fight, it's like, eh, thank God I can write these off of my taxes. Phony Montana. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we are a bunch of phony Montanas. That's, that's, that's the fact. But yeah, it is, it is very expensive to be a fight. Seventy-five dollars. I freak. What would you call it? my uh, superior or manager? He goes, he goes, huh? Like he just it's working there for six months now. He goes, and I guess maybe now that football season died down, he goes, huh? Wow. Because I asked about the pay per views. Oh, it, oh, and then there's boxing pay per views in the zone, and he's like, wow. Oh, there's a. I know I'm making him sound like he's about to go in on a verse right now. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but he, uh, yeah. You realize how expensive it is to be a fight fan. And that's not, that's like, and it's the 75, then you pay for ESPN plus. If you want to watch Bellator, you got to buy Showtime. Showtime ain't cheap. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's freaking nuts. Ah, business is good for, I was about to say Zufa W M E I M G man. Ari Emanuel. If they're raising this, uh, I believe it. Dana White said 2021 was their best year ever. Yep. Yep. That's why he can just sit there and not say anything to Colin Coward. Just, <laughs> he's grinning. Hunter's in the back doing all the, the fighter deals and negotiations. <laughs> Dana's just smiling. Maybe it becomes nice and cleaned up. But I don't know. He seems like everybody's cool uncle. He's like wearing sweatshirts. He does this thing like, hey, I'm one of you guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're the man. I really appreciate it, brother. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.